0: Death? Death? You're gonna kill me. You're gonna fucking kill me. Why? Why, because I fucked you? You fucked me. You fucked me. You came to my house. You came to me. I got you a car. I brought you your clothes. You took a fucking bubble bath. You wanted it. You wanted it. You came out to me. What was I supposed to do? You suck my cock. You both fucking suck my cock. It was free pizza. Free fucking pizza. It just shows up at my fucking door. What am I supposed to do? We're flight attendants. Come on. Fuck us. No one will know. Come on. Fuck us. Oh, two sums. Three sums. It doesn't matter. Starfish, husbands, you don't give a fuck. You'll just fuck anything. You'll just fuck anything. Will you lie to me? I'm trying to help you. I let you in. I was a good guy. I'm a good father. And you just fucking fucked me? What? Now you're gonna kill me? You're gonna kill me? Why? Why? You just fucked me? What the fuck? 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 This is fucking insane. Scott, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why the reason you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? Do you think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Goody!
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another installment of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is episode number 55, Knock Knock. So
2: before we get into it, we wanted to address something major that happened. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean our last uh, episode, uh, well our last thing that we posted was... The second episode of Give Us a Second, so if you're right. not subscribed, you might have missed it, because yeah. it was a random pop-up time. <laughs> yeah, so you're punished. <laughs> uh, on that episode, we did our best and worst of 2016 as like our kind of preview of this year's Academy Awards. Uh, We didn't really preview the Academy Awards, I guess. But no, no. We just basically told you our favorite movies. Yeah. Um, The list. So... You know, you may have noticed that this episode was posted a little bit later than, you know, our usual postings for so far of 2017. Uh, We're we can, trying to stay on it, but... Well, we I, I, I kind of wanted to include a little bit of Oscar wrap-up. Oh, I this wanna, was always planned. Well, I wanted to watch the Oscars and, you know, that pretty much took precedent over recording this True, episode. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, everything for anyone who watched the show uh everything kind of went as expected for the most part up until the very end so yeah, <laughs> those I mean, of I those of you who stuck with it for the marathon three and a half plus hours
2: i mean i uh
1: struggled with an earlier part of the show as well but you know
2: when they brought in all these civilians off the street and the they all just started taking liberties, just kissing the hands of our celebrities. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you have, like, was, a very low tolerance for, like, awkward or cringe. Yeah, it's just, which oh,
2: it just made me be like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. I,
1: I can relate to it because there's a lot of things in, like, TV and movies and stuff I where I look away. think probably a lot of people would with, be
2: like, no, it's fine. They they all were fine with playing along with it. It's fine. Like, But I don't know. I just felt like... They're just, like, walking up next to people, like, kissing their hands and, like, grabbing their Oscar <laughs> statues and, like, taking selfies with them and stuff. It's like, and it's like, what are they supposed to do? Nicole Kidman's not going to be like, get away from me and fucking backhand somebody.
1: Yeah, I mean, they all have to, the celebrities all have to pretend like they're really nice. And- yeah,
2: I mean, I, I bet you, I, I feel like I saw a girl grab Ryan Gosling's ass. <laughs> there was some sexual assault going on.
1: Um, that was a joke. The... End of the show though is what will probably be you know, the most remembered moment of this or I've almost never seen any anything like it yeah. Oscar's show where there was an issue with the envelope and for Best Picture and the wrong film, La La Land, got announced as the winner and it turns out that it was not the winner. Yeah, I mean and yet this was not corrected until we just the la la land music was played. All of the people came up onto the Should stage. We just really go through the whole thing. Several I mean, speeches were like, made.
2: Right away, it's just very odd because it feels like Warren Beatty's like doing like a
1: bit or something, but like even kind of just like old man, yeah, funny, like, which isn't funny to anyone, <laughs> you know, like yeah, that like kind of thing. Like my dad, yeah. Where you are like, oh, all right.
2: <laughs> and Faye Dunaway is just like, dude, cut it out, and like just reads off the card. Even though it's possible that he was just, like, showing her to be, like... Yeah, it seemed like like he was probably trying to do that, but she just
1: glanced at it very quickly and and saw La 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 Land Land written on it.
2: And then, you know, you got the whole crew marching up on stage. Like, we get four people deep into the thank you speeches before one guy just, like, cuts off and is, like... In the middle of his speech, he's, like, kind of looking around, realizing what's happening, and he's like, Oh, we lost, by the way. (laughs) It's like... we're sitting here like, what the fuck is going on? You're like, is this a bit like,
0: <laughs> I-, I didn't know what
2: was
1: going on. Yeah, your reaction was. Uh, to pace through the room. <laughs> <laughs> you Like some of those pictures that came out of like the, the Oscar crowd, like their reaction in that moment rivals your reaction, uh, which was to pace around the living room with your hands I on was your just head.
2: <laughs> mortified for these people. They're like saying, thank you. The love of my life, you've been there for me forever, and it's like, oh, a- oh, actually, we didn't win. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, it's a, it's, I don't know, maybe it wasn't that bad, but I'm just like humiliated. And <laughs> it was bad. Um, I, I and then didn't you have like Jimmy Kimmel awkwardly trying to like laugh it off, like, oh, well, well, yeah, we're it was... all
1: winners. <laughs> it was kind of that. Th- well, I mean, yeah, no one knew <laughs> yeah. what to do. I mean, it was kind of un- uncharted. We don't want to see people disappointed, but. Get off. <laughs> you didn't win. Yeah. I mean, in the moment, uh, I think everybody handled it the best they could. Uh, I didn't really react as violently as you just because I was just kind of dumbfounded by what was happening. Yeah, I didn't I even well, have. First I was, like, I was what? having trouble processing what was going I on. I was
2: just like, there's. No, I don't know. I think maybe there was like a relatability for me <laughs> where I just feel like I know this is going to happen to me someday in my life where I think. That something good has happened to me, and I'm gonna start strutting around like, you know what? I just want to thank everyone who's been there for me. Thank you to my friends. Thank you to my mom and dad. And I'm not religious at all, but thank God anyway. And like, and then all of a sudden somebody's gonna be like, you know, like tapping me on the shoulder, like, dude, you didn't win. <laughs> and I'm just, I don't think I'll ever
1: recover from
2: that. That'll be it. The podcast will be over. Um, I'll just never be able to show my face. Well, again. Well, there is like
1: some scenes in like movies and tv shows where it's like super cringy because like a character in them assumes that they're going to win but yeah right this was a little bit different because i mean there's you can't really blame the people in la la land and i think most people would be immediately sympathetic towards them because they, understanding what had happened yeah. to them so i don't know if there's it's quite as bad. It's not like they just assumed that <laughs> right. they won and marched on stage oh, whenever yeah. the they actually read Moonlight out loud. Right. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, it kind of overshadows, I guess, what would have been like a pretty shocking win for well, Moonlight. Yeah, because
2: I mean, like the indie movie, I mean, for all intents and purposes, the million dollar budget movie beat out the monster Hollywood movie.
1: Yeah, I, th- I believe this was the second lowest grossing winner going into yeah. the awards show right. itself. Right, which is cool. Yeah, and I mean, I think even earlier in the show, it, there was some jokes about how like not everyone had seen Moonlight, like that well, kind of thing. Yeah, and there was right. a, a big belief that like maybe a lot of the Academy voters maybe hadn't seen it or something. Well, they get the screeners, so... Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> I have no sympathy for them. And we should get those screeners. We should. I do have several emails out waiting for responses <laughs> for next year. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> It turns out I guess, you know, uh, not that we're really breaking any of the news here and we don't have any sources other than what we read in articles, but it seems <laughs> I, wonder, I guess that Which I don't even have. multiple envelopes are made for each category because Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio presented Best Actress to Emma Stone. She gives her speech. They walk off stage. He hands her the envelope, and she never lets go of it. That and the award. She has it the entire time. Yet Warren Beatty, when he's going on stage to present Best Picture, is handed Best Actress in a leading role, and it says Emma Stone, La La Land, when he opens it, and that's obviously what Faye Dunaway saw when she just blurted out La La Land. Right, right. God, I mean, it's one thing to, like, fuck up, like, sound editing, sound mixing. The climax of the fucking event. (laughs) It's just, like, how do you mess up? It's, like, you need to be double, triple, quadruple checking everything. Yes.
2: I mean, you would think before they're putting it in the envelope, okay, we got it right. Okay. But it's, like, that's the thing that's, like, messed up. There's, like, multiple versions of each envelope. What is going on?
1: Yeah, you left. I mean, you went upstairs, yeah, but like yeah, well, I, I ran hung ran with it till too late. it came back after the final commercial. And oh, they, they they came back after. Well, that. No, they oh. do the big thing where they give you the whole legal rigmarole about how nobody knows the winners except this independent oh, yeah, right. accounting firm, and the envelopes are sealed. Not even like the president of well, the academy. multiple knows.
2: envelopes for each category are sealed. <laughs> yeah, just a. I, don't, I just don't know how you fucked that up. It seems insane to me, but in a way, though, it and kind that's the thing of, They're even saying like, "Oh, the wrong envelope was handed," but it's like, "Well, no, there's multiple versions of the the envelope."
1: I apparently because
2: Emma Stone had hers in her hand still.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I apparently there are multiple envelopes. Do the people that win usually keep their envelopes? I guess I don't sometimes. Know. Yeah, yeah, I guess as like a memento. Right. In a weird way, I do think it kind of benefits La La Land and Moonlight because now well, yeah. they're both. And the Oscars in general. Yeah, well, it makes them look silly, but yeah, it gets people talking about it.
2: Yeah, for sure. And they felt like I think they were
1: losing viewers a little bit. Well, yeah, the ratings were down for the third straight year Uh, this year.
2: So, you know, now that we know that people could be just publicly humiliated, (laughs) it's going to bring a whole new audience.
1: Other than that, I thought the show itself was pretty good. Um, It moved a lot it seemed to move they, a lot quicker. I don't know why.
2: Cuddle. It felt like they cut stuff out that we spent a lot of time on in years past, like working and spending a lot of time with each Best Picture nomination leading up to the end.
1: I do think that it was longer than some past years, because sometimes oh, yeah. they do get it to be right at around three hours, but this time it, it went over three and a half. But I, I, Maybe just because I, I actually enjoyed some of the little diversions, I thought... The stuff between Kimmel and uh, Matt Damon was pretty funny yeah. throughout the night. You know,
2: not a tired bit at all, you wouldn't say? <laughs> no, no, I, good. I yeah. thought it, I, the part of him... I mean, making fun of We Bought a Zoo. Yeah, that was hilarious. I mean, I was just like,
1: oh, poor Cameron Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess, you know, that'll wrap up the Oscars. Yeah, I mean, you have can we else? just
2: like dispel any like argument that this was a setup, the end? I mean No, that'd that, be no, ridiculous. I mean the most horrible thing ever. <laughs> Why would they do that to those people? That that's terrible. And then this is like this is when I look like an idiot because in three days the Academy like reveals that it all was a setup. <laughs>
1: it's a work.
2: Alright. Uh, so now we can get into the uh the show proper.
1: Yeah. Um as mentioned, uh, we did another episode of give us a second finally and um based on the number of listens we had it definitely seems that people who weren't subscribed haven't checked it out so (laughs) zero interest so yeah i mean it's a reminder to subscribe to the show on itunes because you never know when something might drop you know besides the main episodes yeah sometimes it's cool sometimes it's just us talking about our favorite movies of the year and you can follow the show on Twitter. I didn't even tweet about the give us a second because I kind of wanted to leave it just to see. <laughs> Which um, was a complete mistake. <laughs> well, it didn't really matter to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. If people right. listened to that or yeah, not. Yeah, either. Yeah, I just wanted to um, take a minute to put Matt over big time as just like the oh. true MVP of the show. Whoa. Really just does all the editing Puts together all the clips and the music, really does a lot.
2: Handles all the stickers, even though I've sent zero out in the past month. I just keep talking
1: about it. <laughs> well, we're waiting for someone to want them. <laughs> well, I tell people that I'm just going to send them. But yeah, I mean, uh, anytime, you know, we need to get something done, Matt gets it done. It sounds good. We sound a lot more professional than podcasts that have a lot more listeners than we do
2: nominated for the uh, podcast award sound editing yeah (laughs) they read our podcast
1: out but then it turned out that (laughs) uh my favorite murder actually Uh, won even though our sound editing is probably way better than theirs (laughs) um anyway uh so yeah take the opportunity to tweet at the show or at matt to let him know how much you appreciate his work text me His tireless work on the show. (laughs) Um, I pretty much, you know, just make a list of movies, swoop in, record my part, and then run away.
2: Though too, I would say, (laughs) and your mood also dictates the show. I just, I just press the buttons. Yeah. Um. So knock knock
1: knock knock.
2: All right. I want to say, I I, because I was thinking about this. Uh, I wish there was some way we could warn people when we're going to start it with a pretty explicit clip. Because I just feel bad for the Like, I think about the Blue Velvet one where he's like, oh, you fucker fuck. (laughs) And, like, you know, I think, you know, the clip that was at the beginning of this episode, there's a lot of F-bombs in there. I just feel bad for the listeners that, like, put the show on while they're at work or something over the speakers. And then, like, you know, families are, like, walking in. And it's just like Keanu Reeves saying fuck over and over.
1: Yeah, but it's a funny scene though.
2: No, it's a I mean there's no better <laughs> clip to use. You can't blame us for using it. We got to use it. Just be aware before you you know put it on the speakers at whatever liquor store that you're working at that there could be some explicit <laughs> clips right at the beginning.
1: Yeah, I mean we're I think like somehow on iTunes we're marked as like a clean podcast. Well, i have been trying to figure <laughs> out how to, to change to that. that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to I think we're, they we're, have to. We're definitely in explicit language. No, I think there's there's a way for oh, us to do it. But well, yeah. anyway, so Knock Knock is a movie that probably not a ton of people are super familiar with. I considering think, no, uh, did, did it, it
2: have a theatrical release?
1: I don't. Release? I don't know. it It seemed like a straight to VOD situation. Um, it came out. What was it two years ago? I guess so. Yeah. So it's pretty recent. Directed by Eli Roth. Of Hostel, yeah, and Cabin Fever fame, starring Keanu Reeves yeah. as a uh, family man, Rich
2: architect,
1: yeah, well to do one percenter kind of uh, living in a nice house, the
2: Hollywood Hills or whatever somewhere. Yeah, in somewhere California.
1: in California. It's um, funny,
2: like the movie actually opens up with these like sprawling shots of like Hollywood and then like the suburbs, and yeah. you know, and then it all just takes place in like one setting really.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a, I, I don't know what the, you would call it, maybe like a locked room suspense thriller, although it's yeah. really not all I mean, in one like, room, but it's kind of like all in this very contained thing at his yeah. house. He's got a wife and two kids. Um, It's Father's Day weekend, and his family is going to, I guess, like a beach house or some going kind of other. the
2: weekend, I guess, yeah. 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 Although it kind of seems like they're acting like it's something that they have to be
1: at. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're going away and he has to stay behind to finish up on some work, I guess. Work in quotes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Put his like uh DJ mixes together. He is working on something for his architect job. Yeah. Just like just three D printer is working in the background. Just kind of a
1: general, you know, work yeah. weekend. He's Unexplained. Gotta, <laughs> he's gotta stay behind and so He's just kind of listening to music, enjoying himself, maybe smoking a little weed. Right. And well, I guess before we get into that,
2: I just really wanted to at least touch on the scene where he wakes up and his kids are bringing him cake in bed. But it's like it interrupts, you know, a sexual act that was beginning between him and his wife. And one of the things that's like always very hard for me to watch in this is he does this monster voice to his kids. Which is fine, except after the kids leave the room, he continues to do it with his wife. It's like he's trying to bargain for a blowjob from her in this monster <laughs> voice. And I'm just if I was her, I would be like Listen, I'm trying to be sexually attracted to you and I just can't be when you do that voice. You've now postponed the blowjob for another six months. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean I think like the real purpose of this scene is to kind of just illustrate the typical Uh, male frustration in a marriage (laughs) begging for sex (laughs) yeah I mean I think you know it's not a super uh, original idea to have you know a man in a married relationship be interested in having more sexual contact than is maybe happening at (laughs) the current moment aside from that though I think you know we're kind of given like a little brief glimpse through a window, you know, into their family life. Everything seems fairly uh, normal, content. Uh, We don't have any indication of any serious issues within the family. My big
2: question, though, is she actually a famous artist or not? I can never... I, I mean, that assistant dude kind of treats it as if she is. I mean... Not famous, you know, but successful. I mean, or is this all just like... I would...
1: I, I kind of took... I mean, she has some sort of, like, a catalog. I mean, I yeah. I, I kind of assume that she has some sort of success. Maybe I know, not I major. I know, but it but just but feels like he rolls his eyes at it. Keanu Reeves
2: does, like, oh, the catalogs aren't the perfect color. And he's like, they're perfect.
1: <laughs> well, maybe that's more of just her being like... I, I kind of took that to okay. be that she had just been kind of overly... Critical? Per, you know, perfectionist over, you know, her okay thing. But anyway, so... You know, they leave and, you know, we get like a FaceTime conversation. You know, they've arrived safely at a lot wherever of they're face at. Time. And, um, you know, he's by himself. Uh, it's raining outside, which I guess is, you know, rare for the area. There and the doorbell, there's a knock at the door. I don't even think there's a doorbell. Or is it? I don't know. I'm assuming there's two knocks based on the title of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> there's a knock at the door and. Lo and behold, are there are two uh young women drenched from the rain. You would say uh pretty incredible looking. You agree with that, right? <laughs> I, I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> I mean, almost right away you, you when you're watching this, you almost have to like laugh at the situation because it's so over the top. Almost unrealistic from like the first second that uh these two girls show up at the house. The actresses are uh, Ana de Armas and Lorenzo Izzo. They kind of play um, Genesis and Belle, respectively.
2: Now, Ana de Armas, you would say, has has made quite the impression on you since this movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Movie. One of the
1: most attractive women I think I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you ranked her pretty high the other night, <laughs> saying she was the hottest chick in the world. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, yeah, but to be fair. You've said that about 9,000 <laughs> chicks. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, she's wearing like a like a thin t-shirt that's soaked through and you see like her bra which is like a bright color, like pink or something like through the oh, shirt. Yeah. And you know, they're kind of they're claiming to be lost. Uh they they took like a an Uber or something and I guess they had given got out of the car. They had given like the in incorrect address uh for this party that they're supposed to be going to um you know kind of a confusion of like oh this is 155 well, like, but then my phone doesn't work well yeah this is like 155 smith road but we we meant to do 155 smith street or you know that uh, kind of thing yes and yeah their phone is now not working <laughs> Me trying to direct of the to rain. the hotel
2: in new jersey <laughs> i'm like from based on the GPS we should be right there. It's just a fucking field.
1: <laughs> so you know, Keanu Reeves, his character's name's Evan. Evan is kind of uh trying to be polite, um, kind of taken aback by the situation. It's not like it's not, something you would not ever immediately, expect. Immediately
2: like letting them in. Um I think there's some pushback from him at, at first. He's kinda like
1: Yeah, it, it's kind of like he's not sure what is happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of just like what what is going on here? This is very uncommon. Strange, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but eventually, you know, they work their way into the house. They want to use his computer because their phone isn't working. They want to find out the right address. Um, kind of like he's trying to be like a, a gracious host. He's uh, eventually, you know, they put their clothes in a dryer, and he they're wearing like robes. He takes their phone and puts it in rice to try to dry it out. Yeah. He calls them an Uber
2: which right away it's like when he calls them the uber it's 45 minutes away i mean does that even i know things are probably different in different areas but it's like i can't even believe an uber comes
1: up on your phone in radius that's 45 minutes away i mean maybe it's just because there's um i mean they try to like i i'm guessing because they're saying that because of the rain, like tons of people are calling Ubers, and that's like how long it's going to take. I don't yeah. know if it's forty-five minutes, okay. like distance away. Right. That kind of serves as like this countdown of like, can he survive these forty-five minutes? Because <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty the full court Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty, pretty early quick. on, they're being overly flirtatious and kind of directing the conversation toward anything and everything sexual that they can. Oh right. You know, talking about. Uh, it's just sex, Evan. Like, the, well, yeah, they're talking about like how uh, Bell she wants to experience more threesomes because <laughs> she, she knows be that her for fu- marriage. Yeah, yeah, her future husband is gonna uh,
2: not just want to have sex with her. Yeah,
1: in a way to like keep her future husband happy, she's like interested in threesomes, <laughs> and uh, they're very critical of like a worker who. They call a starfish because she just lays there during sex. Which I'm
2: glad. I mean, it's like, do they talk to the dudes that have sex with her? I mean, w- would that you know hypothetical coworker <laughs> be bragging to them that she doesn't do anything during sex? Yeah,
1: I don't know. And like, yeah, just the point that like you know, it it, it it's it's definitely like kind of like a lot of awkward conversation because it's like they're forcing these things into the conversation. Right. And Evan's it's, just like, "Do you want to listen to music?" I mean. <laughs> Yeah, and everything he's telling them about himself, about his wife, you know, they're acting like it's the greatest thing ever. They're so impressed with everything. Oh, your wife is beautiful. You must have sex all the time. Right. You know, playing into the scene that we saw earlier between him and his wife where he clearly would wish that there was more sex. And, you know, periodically he keeps checking his phone, like, how close is this Uber? Like, he's getting nervous. He's... Pacing around the room, trying to get away from them as they keep like kind of it's this like cat and mouse kind of thing yes. where they keep following like him around the room, him from room to room. Yeah, they're like touching his arm and all this stuff, and he doesn't. You know, he's still trying to be polite because it's kind oh, of. Oh f- yeah, w- we're playing into that idea that like when confronted with a situation that we don't fully understand, I think
2: avoidance
1: a lot of times the reaction is to try to remain polite even when Common sense is telling you that something might be wrong with yes. the situation. I, you know, this the, uh, kind of a an example that might jump out to me would be like that part from uh, the American version of the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, uh, with uh, it's towards like the end of the movie, with um, what's his name, James Bond? Oh, Daniel Craig. Yeah, Daniel Craig. He's he's like kind of figured out. Who the killer is? Oh yeah, and
2: and the guy's like, come on in. Yeah, he, but Stellan guard
1: Yeah, he's like, come in, come in, and then like he kind of like they have this weird interaction where eventually, you know, Stellan Skarsgård is kind of like confronting him with what I'm saying right now is like, you knew that something was wrong, but yet you followed me into the house anyway because you wanted to maintain this. Yes, politeness like right. this facade. You knew that you should just run. Which is yeah, it is so but bizarre. Like, and that's... then Stellan
2: Skarsgård takes him down to that basement that kind of looks like the basement of your future house. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah, we'll save that for a, a, another de- another Holy time. Shit, yeah,
1: um, <laughs> boy, that movie. Eventually, um, Genesis goes to the bathroom. Uh, the Uber finally shows up. I mean, at this point, he's put on records for these girls oh, yeah. and like. <laughs> there's like a real weird sequence where he's like playing a um spanish-speaking musician that's, i know what and douche. then he's like trying to like dj over it and it's like I, you can't even really yeah, tell that, that, that he's doing anything a
2: bell chick acts like oh my god this is incredible and like, it's like we're as like viewers we're like he didn't do anything
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so now the uber is finally showing up and it's like calling his phone and well, the girls have made their way to the shower now? Well, right? yeah, Genesis went to the bathroom first, and eventually Bell's like, Alright, I'll go get her. And he's like trying to get their attention, he's like, like, hey, I'll come get your on. Clothes. Yeah, he goes and gets their clothes. He's knocking on the bathroom door, they're not answering it. And eventually he just kind of covers his eyes and goes in and is like, Hey. I'm
2: not looking. <laughs> <laughs> Which only lasts hey, the, for like a second. Right, pulls his hand away after two seconds, like, come on, girls. <laughs>
1: And basically, they're both completely nude and right. playing around in the bathtub and around the bathtub. And like Bell is like covered in like soap suds and whatnot. But he's still putting his arms up. I can't do this. I'm married.
2: Come he's on. Like, what you are you guys doing? Like, go. Get dressed. Like, yeah. Get out of here. Quit, ho- quit horsing around.
1: <laughs> but inevitably, you know, he can only hold out for so long.
2: Well, I mean, they go down to their knees and simultaneously <laughs> start blowing him. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's certainly not yeah, a rape, but...
1: They're simultaneously like, happy Father's Day, Evan.
2: <laughs> yeah, they've, I will say they've made it a very difficult situation for him to get out of.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not
2: defending it, but come on.
1: <laughs> so basically, he has like this wild threesome that goes from the shower to the bed and it's like a whole thing and just
2: an unbelievable stallion i mean this goes on for quite some time <laughs> like who? which i was saying there there might have had to be like a helping hand i think there may have been some blue
1: pills involved that he was you know crushing up and <laughs> snorting them <laughs> yeah uh yeah i mean i mean for me it would have been over <laughs> Right, right. probably yeah. before anything even
2: happened. As soon as you just moved your hand down and they were in the shower nude. And then you're like, all right, girls, get out.
1: Have a nice life, ladies. Pass
2: out, standing up, standing up right there.
1: <laughs> they're still just trying, like, trying to like, seduce me. Yeah. and I'm snoring. You just fall over. <laughs> so cut to the next morning. Right. Because now they've spent the night. And- Wakes up, they're out of the bed. He's
2: like, okay hopefully they're gone
1: yeah he's de- he doesn't know what's going he's on Like, did that happen <laughs> <laughs> now things it's kind of like this slow dread that kind of is being built up because even at first he's still not really sure what they're doing or why they're doing this but now he goes into the kitchen and they have like apparently they didn't care about getting to that party that much <laughs> They have, you know, wrecked the kitchen and there's food everywhere and they're throwing food <laughs> the around one girl
2: is eating out of the doggy dish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just like They've na- turned into complete it's like turned into like a slumber party
1: type like
2: Oh Evan thanks for- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's very and they're acting like very animalistic and loud and like obnoxious and it's just like oh shit like, like what throwing the throwing food yeah and of course at that moment like he, his wife tries calling him again because she's tried calling him and texting him all, the, all these times over and over, and he hasn't responded, and you know he runs outside because she's calling on FaceTime and she's like you know he's trying to like cover up by saying that he passed out from smoking too much weed and all this <laughs> stuff and now he he doesn't really know you know what to do like he's got to get them out of the house, but well, they have yeah, kind of, one
2: of the best sequences though when he's on the phone outside which this, like, before the movie kind of takes, like, the real dark turn and starts getting, like, real bad for Evan. At this point, it's just, like, he's kind of, like, got his hands full with these girls and he doesn't know what to do. And he's, like, out in the yard FaceTiming his wife. And, like, in the background, these girls are just, like, you know, sticking their asses out, like, mooning him and stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they are kind of mocking him over and over, um... You know, he's trying to get them to get dressed. So he's he's now offering to just drive them wherever they want to go. They're running around the house. Bell is hiding, like, in his closet, putting his, sh- like, shirt on and all this stuff. And eventually, he's just going to call the police. And I think the first time he threatens to call the police is when they go on the whole little thing about them being underage, right? Uh,
2: I believe so, yeah. I do think that's the case that they were like and tell them what or something yeah they're just kind of like well we're underage so you're going to jail for 20 years
1: yeah i believe it's the yeah i think it's the first time because eventually to just try to get rid of them he he's gonna like call the police anyway Uh, because that we eventually get to that point and that's when genesis hangs up the phone and just says all right, just give us a ride. Cuz no. like he kind of calls their bluff there because yeah. clearly to anyone watching this at home, I mean,
2: well, this is the thing. I haven't always been I'm not like the greatest gauge of age. And I don't say that <laughs> in, in like any weird creepy way. I've just I I have a hard time like people that are like 38, I've thought they were like 25 before like all all sorts of shit, but like there is no question that these girls are over 20 years old i mean
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's kind of ludicrous but like i guess you know he's kind of in this heightened state of panic now because right. he's cheated on his wife he's potentially like wrecked his family these girls are psycho basically Completely refusing to leave yeah. and are wrecking the house and he doesn't know what to do um it's already been established that Evan's had, like, recent shoulder surgery, so he can kind of, like, barely move one of his arms. Oh, yeah. Um, he's kind of vulnerable, and, you know, when it comes right down to it, he's a man, and they are two young women. I mean, he I, I don't think, ideally, he, he would w- want to get in a position where he'd have to be physical anyway, so it's no, kind of no. like right. he doesn't really know what to do. But this kind of first, iter- like, this first turn with the girls is kind of more... He's kind of more just panicked about, like, the decision he made the previous night, and now he's dealing with their obnoxious behavior, and he can't get rid of them. Um, Like I said, eventually he kind of just calls their bluff, I guess, and is going to call the police, and just, you know, consequences be damned, because he doesn't know what to do. yeah. And that's when, you know, she just hang, she hangs up the phone Well, and, and it's
2: always this part always sticks with me a little bit because he isn't this when he chokes her. Um, I th- I thought that he has her against the wall and he's he's got the phone and she puts her hand down on the ringer thing to hang it up. or is it Possibly. The, I always thought that that part because I thought he's choking her and then the other girl like grabs the thing bell like she's going to hit him. In yeah. The head or whatever. But then she doesn't because he lets her go. When she hangs up, but it's like it's the only time in the movie where you actually see the two girls like in a actual state of panic. (laughs) Even when he lets her go, she kind of like chokes for like a couple minutes. Like it was like, oh, fuck, it got real for.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess like this was kind of um, accelerating their plan. Yeah. Maybe they didn't expect him to get that. Physical or like angry. yeah, to yeah. go to resort to that at the, at this point, um, because I mean now they're kind of you know blatantly being awful. Yes. I mean they're mocking his wife, his wife's art, him saying that he's going to go to prison, right. that he, calling him a pedophile, etc. Kind
2: of is this? It's kind of like Funny Games, the movie, a little bit where it's like these two dudes just kind of like show up and won't yeah. leave. Right, it's kind of like that same idea where it's like at first it doesn't seem like that crazy and then they're just like not leaving and you don't know what to do
1: yeah you know him not backing down from calling the police the second time has kind of forced their hand here so they're all three riding in their car <laughs> in his car and he's like Commenting driving on it being awkward yeah he's driving them to you know an address that they've given him and he thinks i guess you know all right well that was awful and that turned ugly but, but he's relieved now it's he over feels like it's over yeah you know as soon as he drops them off they don't go into the house and they just walk across the street <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah and they're you know we're th- us the viewer are aware now that they were lying about wherever they w- you know lived right. and whatever and he just drives away he's trying to like he cleans up the kitchen he's trying to clean off like some graffiti they did to oh, one yeah. of his wife's art pieces oh yeah and- they're like
2: drawing dicks and stuff
1: on her <laughs> sculptures <laughs> So, I guess, like, and I heard this, you know, from an interview that um, Eli Roth did, I think, on Brettie Snellis' podcast. I think the one of the main reasons that this didn't get a theatrical release was because there was a lot of sensitivity to just the implication that these girls could be underage. Even though they're so clearly not. Yeah, even though the actresses themselves are not, and even... The characters turn out to are not, not be. right. It's a lie. Yeah, that just even kind of insinuating that was yeah. kind of a a bit much. I don't know if I'd necessarily... I necessarily.
2: Although I feel like that, I feel like that trope has been used in movies before. Now I guess I know that times have changed, but I I feel like I I can't think of specific examples. And maybe it was on television. I don't know, but I, I feel like that whole thing of like pretending like they're underage to use it to threaten a dude, yeah, has been used before.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure I 100% buy that as the only explanation, but Right. You know, that was the narrative being pushed there. Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: we you kind know, of like, get Yeah, like I think like the desecration of like family photos and stuff. It's just like I, I think there's a lot of stuff going on here that <laughs> people are just like,
1: uh Yeah, plus like, you know, it's kind of a, a small budget horror movie where the only uh, name in it is Keanu Reeves, right? And other than like these John Wick movies recently, how many movies is he opening in theaters? Yeah, I
2: don't know that because yeah. he's
1: in another one with Ana de Armas that came out shortly after Knock oh, Knock. Wow, that was another straight to VOD. The dream team of VOD. <laughs> um, so we kind of get like a repetition of Night One, where it's Night Two, and he's again now trying to get work done. He is, you know trying to put all this behind him and move on and he's kind of alerted to some glass breaking in the house oh yeah he goes no to alarm ad- system he goes <laughs> yeah it is strange how easy they get into the house the second unexplained. time. unexplained yeah but he goes into the living room, finds a family picture knocked off of a shelf, and the glass is shattered over the family picture. And then as he's, he's, like, he's oh, bending shit. down to pick yeah. it up...
2: Well, yeah, he reacts like he knows something. I mean, yeah,
1: and then he gets smashed in the head with one of his wife's little sculptures or something. Yeah, and
2: those things do all sorts of damage in this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I th- I think he, he doesn't come to until he's tied to the bed oh yes, yes. kind of like right. you know one arm on each bed post and one leg on the other two bed posts the sexy and, position <laughs> um genesis is applying like a ton of like eyeshadow yeah, all over first off, her it's eyes
2: great <laughs> it's like it's like haunting because it's she's very like chill and she's just lasting like what mascara yeah i guess eyeshadow right all, like all over it basically looks like she's making a mask across her right the eye level of her face with it and she's just like humming
1: yeah she's humming some kind of a song um not responding to him as he's like now awake <laughs> yeah hence being like what the fuck like freaking out right as i think like do. Yeah. yeah it's clearly now turned into something more sinister something that obviously he wouldn't have been expecting right. from the get-go
2: <laughs> although and I always think it would be great if like everything just turned right here and Evan was just like into this he <laughs> was like I'm gonna leave my wife forget my kids I want to <laughs> spend the rest of my life with you too you got and and, and then they're like well this ends in us killing you'd be
1: like, even better <laughs> he's like well well, let's wait till my family comes home and kill them first <laughs> and then you can kill me yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's basically my reaction when I'm watching this. I'm like, I would just go with it. (laughs) These girls have the kind of crazy that I like. I look into those eyes and I see chaos and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm
2: in. (laughs) It's like uh, Vince Vaughn with Isla Fisher and Wedding Crashers. (laughs) He's Uh, just like taking these two like out to dinner. (laughs)
1: They're
2: like standing on the tables and like taking their clothes off. It's like uh, Wesley's
1: Chicken Roadhouse. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like... It, it it would be like kind of a weird situation cuz it's like well what do they want you don't i mean that's i think you know where that is that's the
2: hard thing to figure out yeah i mean they're they're punishing him but it is like listen i know you can always just make the argument of like look he didn't have to have sex with them totally but here's the thing he did like pass at their advances several times they really had to pull him into this.
1: I guess the only way to win is to completely just ne- never yeah, cave in, right? But as the two of them reveal later, they the <laughs> they always say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shockingly, yeah. It's like, well, who are these dudes that? <laughs> well, you know, you reference the opening clip. I mean, he refers to them as free pizza. It's yeah, like you just right. how do you turn it down? I mean, yes. nobody turns it down. And
2: he's and. To his credit, he did turn it down, like, eight times. (laughs) I mean, they were, like, putting it out on Front Street, what they were getting at with him, and he's just like, no, no, stay away, like, shooing him away. And then it's like, you know, he finally caves, but it's like, it's hard to really... I mean...
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, I do think that the casting of Keanu Reeves kind of works on this weird meta level with this movie. Yeah, Um, He acts kind of over the top still, like... The way he yells and stuff. Yeah, I mean, his acting in this movie is hilarious. And, I mean, I don't know. I doubt that that was necessarily intentional. But, like, it kind of adds a weird element to the movie. Where it's a lot of scenes that I think with different actors would have been played, like, they would have played much more, like, serious. End up kind of being, like, comedic in a way.
2: Yes. Right. So, like, I don't know It fits the tone of the movie, because you're not really taking this to be real. I mean, these chicks are like the worst criminals ever. They're just I mean, they're leaving all sorts of evidence.
1: If this was like a CSI episode, these two chicks would be caught in like two seconds. Plus, like we don't really know anything about their motivation. We don't know anything about them at all.
2: It's yeah, it's a very loose motivation, whatever it is. Because he definitely has no tie to them. This is, like, a random thing.
1: Right, and as we learn, this is something that they've done before and will presumably do again, and they just are targeting these men that
0: they're basically say just yes like, to their
1: sexual advances, but, like, who are married, I guess, who are betraying their wives by doing so. They're basically like the two dudes from Home Alone,
2: Joe Pesci and, uh, what's his face? Daniel Stern. Yeah, where they just go around to neighborhoods and wait for, like, all the houses on one street to be empty (laughs) so they can just mess with
1: one person right Uh, it's something that's kind of established uh later but well they i think it's mentioned earlier and then it's kind of brought up again later but they have to like loosely explain this because it's like
2: how in the suburbs is this happening
1: yeah, they're they're basically saying that because it's like Father's Day weekend that like everybody's away, yeah, and like he's like basically as we know happens, yeah, the only person on the street, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is just like when would this scenario <laughs> yeah. ever happen, right? But I think, I I guess it kind of depends on like how you want to view this. Like you could, on the one hand, assume that everything that the girls say is a lie. Their whole anything referencing a backstory of theirs is not true. And at the end of the film, we don't know anything really about them. But you could also look at what happens next as kind of an indication as maybe why there would be some motivation or why these girls are fucked up or something. But Belle comes in to the room now as Evan's tied to the bed, dressed in Evan's daughter's schoolgirl uniform. It's hard because
2: when you say Belle, I think of Belle... Our friend <laughs>
1: and I'm just picturing him dressed this way. <laughs> well, something tells me that on a day, Armas looks a lot better in this outfit. Um, <laughs> no offense to Brian Bell the Great. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, she's wearing like the typical like schoolgirl uniform. it's like too small, and then she raises her skirt to show that she's wearing like these little girl underwear. I, I, I feel like almost too creepy saying calling them panties when they're like uh, little girls but like she's wearing them
2: now Ana de Armas is very small we've seen Keanu Reeves daughter in the movie she's like a tiny little person there's no way Ana de Armas would fit into her clothes
1: right I mean yeah clearly these aren't really her school uniform but like for the sake of the movie it is and she kind of starts playing out this bizarre like father or stepfather stepdaughter kind of fantasy thing with evan where just like announcing what she's doing yeah yeah she's like referring to him as daddy and like getting on top of him and he you know he's yelling at her to take off his daughter's stuff so she takes off the underwear and then she's standing over him so that you know he can he's looking up her skirt and she's being like overly sexual but she starts going through this story of her stepfather coming into her room and molesting also, her and having sex oh yeah. with her and all this stuff and it's like well is that real is is that why she's doing this
2: yeah i don't know I, well she also like jumps in and out of these things where she's like impersonating a dog
1: <laughs> she'll just start barking at random times well yeah I, the only reason i could think that maybe this is like real in her mind is because I mean, it serves as some sort of motive well yeah and also genesis like doesn't participate in this yet it always seems like genesis is in control and she's the leader right yeah so it's like the michael pitt of this group (laughs) so it's kind of just like bell is kind of just running through this uh stepfather daughter fantasy thing that seems familiar to familiar to her like it's happened and genesis is kind of just like all right all right just do what you gotta do but you know right but she's the one that like kind of is calling the shots and deciding what's gonna happen or not happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why like it's almost like Belle's kind of just acting out this thing on her own, but it's yes. not part of whatever their plan is. So it's like Whatever their plan is. Yeah. Well the plan what I mean by that is like you know, they had this plan to come in and fuck with this guy after, you know, seducing right. him and all this stuff. They have like fake jobs, they say they're flight attendants. Oh, they yeah. have like all this just fake made backstory. up backstories, yeah. But this is like, kind of seems separate from. She's that. getting something out of this, yeah. And it's like she's doing it on her own, so it's kind of just I don't know. To me, yeah, like I guess you can read like right. maybe that that's like real, but I don't know. You like, never find out, yeah.
2: obviously. <laughs> so, but this is uh, right away. Uh, these criminals just start putting all sorts of holes in their plan because they take a cell phone video of Genesis takes a video on evan's phone right, right. of him uh having sex with bell or whatever but it's like she's saying like you can hear her giving direction over the video like it's not very convincing that evan is
1: just on his own merit having sex right here you know all right well let me play devil's advocate so the actual video itself there's no part of that that seems like it's a rape you think i don't think so not based on the part that we end up seeing right. of it. so yeah. we kind of get like, like
2: talking over it I well basically
1: know. he does agree to have sex with her or do whatever they that, want that's true. as long as yeah. they won't answer the facetime phone call from his wife with them blowing him oh, yeah. because that's kind of what they wanted to do right right but he was panicked because he thought it could be his kids calling from his wife's cell phone And so he's like, I'll do whatever you want. I'll do whatever you want. So then, you know, Bell gets on top of him while he's still tied up and is like riding him while Genesis is taking a video. And I don't know if anything in the video is proof of uh, anything other than what they would the narrative that they would be pushing.
2: Now, it is interesting. Because who's
1: going to believe that these two hot chicks (laughs) just showed up at your house and then like raped you? Like I mean, it's so insane. Obviously, it's unbelievable, but
2: I, I don't know. I don't know, but it just seems like they're very sloppy at the way they're handling
1: all of this. But well, part of what I was going to say in that devil's advocate oh, okay. thing is yeah. the big thing hasn't even happened yet. True. The thing that right. they that, yes. that w- they would really have Absolutely. a hard time yeah. getting out from under because, well, I don't even want to spoil like the ending yet because we'll get there. But like, <laughs> you know, I will say that like besides the certain big thing they could probably walk away from this without really having done much other than like vandalism. True. Yeah. I mean, they could, you could say like, well, they assaulted him and all this stuff. But I mean, it it seems like it'd be hard to prove all of this. Yes, that's true. And I'm guessing that most of the men that they may have dealt with would rather not, not it be public information, pursue all of this. Um, so have they
2: not killed anyone up to this point? We don't, well, at this point we don't know. Right. Even at the end of the movie, it doesn't seem like they've ever killed anyone
1: before this event. Yeah, I don't think as so as far as we know. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I don't think so, but I don't know. Okay. Um so Genesis leaves the room for a minute while this is happening and Evan kind of works one of his arms free so he's able to to knock Bell off of him. He unties himself and gets up and this is when uh, it's kind of It
2: seems like he really fucks this up here. It feels like he had a chance to take control of the situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, he runs out of the room and goes to, like, go after Genesis, who's caught off guard. She's, like, eating something right. off of a plate yes, with, with, like, a, a fork. fork. And he runs down the hallway and grabs her by the neck and slams her into the wall, like, choking her. But she takes his fork and stabs him in his shoulder where the surgery there's like a scars yeah, there's like a still there. Right. So he of course collapses to the ground in pain and she's digging the fork like into his surgery scar and his yeah, shoulder. It causes
2: him to pass out.
1: Yeah, well, this is kind of the first indication that these girls, you know, know more intimate details of Evans' life. Right. Because you know, it shouldn't come as a surprise, I think, to anyone that this isn't like super random. Like they obviously plan this out and they know who they're doing it to and all this stuff.
2: But why did they pick him? I don't know. Okay.
1: Well, it just seems like they're picking married like they guys. But they could have figured out the whole thing with
2: his shoulder while they were being intimate with him for hours night before. Yeah, that's true. Before. That's
1: true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, it does turn out that they picked him. I know. <laughs> <picked>. <laughs> so, um, so now they've tied him to a chair and proceed to go through this whole, like... Uh, uh, invented... Uh, Game, game show. show. Yeah. yeah. A lot of like wardrobe changes for the two girls. They're constantly yeah, yeah. changing. Yeah, it's like a clothes. pop show. They're like... <laughs> uh Yeah, this whole they have like dinner plates with like qu- like categories and dollar amounts on the back and then there's like questions pertaining to being a pedophile. This whole
2: operation taking a long time to play out. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're not really sweating that anyone else could show up even though actually multiple people do throughout the sequence
1: well the first interruption already happened right that was yes i think that was during the first time yes that they were there
2: which and they one of the girls actually reveals themselves to that person yeah which is strange i mean that lady kind of plays it like whatever it's your life like but uh you're yeah, disgusted yeah.
1: and walking away that it was like his uh, masseuse masseuse for like his rehab for his shoulder and like I, you know she obviously had, knew his wife and knew his situation so she was like horrified well yeah this was happening but
2: she kind of like leaves it like well i'm not gonna blow up your spot but you're a pig yeah
1: and it's during the game show where they're like torturing him by blasting like loud noise goes, into his ears
0: i could go deaf <laughs> <laughs> yeah keanu reeves really yeah. selling it <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're you know they're asking him like questions about being a pedophile or you know repercussions of being a pedophile that kind of stuff. They're really like fucking with him at this point. <laughs> Which- and now his wife's assistant, who we mentioned briefly, has showed up because he's supposed to take like
2: her artwork to get ready for like a gallery or something. Yeah, he's like picking it happening. up and
1: all this yeah. stuff, and they're trying to like cover their tracks a little bit by saying that they're like Evan's niece one of them is and that it's her and her Which friend the whole way
2: this plays out is weird because he does act like that's completely normal and then at some point he's like come to think of it evan doesn't even have a niece but if he knows that why wouldn't it be odd right away <sighs> again it's he, it's he he really one of those situations act like
1: it's weird right away i guess it's like one of those situations where you're like confronted with something and you're just like okay yeah like you don't know you don't expect what else to think right. is happening
2: yeah i guess someone comes up to you with a sports almanac
1: from 20 years (laughs) in the future yeah like it's kind of just like uh all right um yeah they're claiming that they're like filming a music video which is also insane yeah (laughs) like what does that even mean And he's
2: like well you picked a good spot to film it
1: (laughs) He's like people don't make music videos anymore (laughs) but yeah when he goes to the first uh art piece which is like kind of like in this backyard area he can tell immediately that it's been. It's like a giant cylinder. What is it? Yeah, I don't know. It's supposed to be some sort of a sculpture, and it's he like can tell that it's been vandalized. Less
2: than the artwork of like Lydia's mom from
1: Beetlejuice. <laughs> and once he sees that they've like, yeah, you know, fucked, fucked with it up. the art, he starts to like be like, "Wait a minute, what is going on?" <laughs>
2: and he, you know, Evans nowhere to be seen well, he's, because he's really taking it personally, that this artwork has been destroyed. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, I guess he's, like, a big fan of her art. He works for it. What have you done? (laughs) (laughs) And, like, you know, he he puts it together that something's wrong, but... uh, Well,
2: and he knows that Evan is supposed to be there.
1: Yeah. And all of a sudden, he hears, like, banging coming from somewhere in the house. And they start
2: rubbing his arm, Genesis does, like we can work this out and he's like honey you're barking up the wrong tree which is he supposed to be gay did you do you take that out of it but then he follows it up with i'm from oakland i recognize like trash or whatever two ghetto hoes or something right (laughs) yeah i don't know because i always like at first i was like oh is he supposed to be gay when they're barking up the wrong tree but then he like immediately is like more clarifying that he can tell that they're hustlers or whatever the fuck is going on I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I... one of two. <laughs> or both. Or both, maybe. Yeah. Um, Either way, the gig is up. They've been found out. Yeah, they hear the... Well, he hears the banging. He goes and finds Evan all tied up. Right. So, moment number two where it seems like they should be able to rectify the
1: situation. Well, yeah, but what he doesn't realize is that... These chicks are completely insane. Bell grabbed his inhaler because ah, he's, yes, right. he has asthma and he you know he is gonna run and can you know get them or confront them and evan is yelling you know what like they're they're dangerous (laughs) they're dangerous don't blah blah blah. and you know he goes for his inhaler these two miniature people yeah and he can't find it and they start playing monkey in the middle with it throwing it over his head (laughs) just humiliating him (laughs) until he eventually falls he trips on the edge of the sculpture and then Smashes his head on it somehow. Yeah, always kind of like a cop out death. I feel like. Well, it's like how, just do you, falling, how do falling and not get your, your arm head? out to break I the know. fall?
2: <laughs> he was so weak from
1: not having his inhaler. <laughs> so now they have a dead body on their hands. So now you know the stakes have been raised because of this. Yeah, but they don't seem to mind that really all that. No, they much. laugh at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, kind of, I guess. Lends credence to the fact that they're not really criminal masterminds, but just insane people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you know, Evan's freaking out. Like, you know, he's like, "Well, let's just call an ambulance." He's like, "We don't have to tell them anything." Blah blah blah. He's gonna die. Blah blah. blah. There, there could still be time, but they just, uh, you know, they're laughing and <laughs> shut up, act- Evan. <laughs> <laughs> and they just like, and you know, they constantly are using his daughter's underwear for like a gag that they're just oh, they're putting into his mouth. His mouth.
2: Yeah. <laughs> jesus
1: so like they end up like covering uh the the assistant guy i can't remember his name uh up in like paper mache <laughs> like right, he's yes. an art piece yeah. <laughs> and i think they load him up into his own oh, van that he had oh, brought yeah, over to right. like transport the art or whatever and <laughs> they send they're a just text message. doing it too yeah, they send a text message from Evan's phone to him accusing him of having an affair with his wife. And oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, you better run and hide or I'll fucking kill you or whatever. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> right. going to just solve yeah.
2: everything. Even though, like, the last message from him is like, I'm outside
1: or something. <laughs> like- so now, you know, they, the girls kind of don't stray from the path, though, because they're going to just continue to play their little game show and have their fun. <laughs> yeah. But, like... You know, Heaven seemingly, the stakes have been raised to a point of, like, no return now. Right. But, I don't know, they eventually build up to a question where it's like, what is the proper punishment for a pedophile? And ultimately, it turns out to be death. And Genesis tells him big opening he's, yeah. he's going to be executed at dawn. Um, Which, it comes as a surprise to him. <laughs> yeah. I
2: mean, for some reason, it never really crossed his mind that they were going to kill him. I He's don't like, know. Well, you're going to kill me? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, plus, like, their reaction to the other guy's death should have been, like, a big oh, yeah. clue. This like, only
2: ends one way.
1: Yeah, I mean, once once you're that far down the path, I mean, what do you think's going to happen? No kidding. You know, they cut his hair. They start trashing the house. They, you know, graffiti all over family pictures, which are very prominent in this house. A lot of pictures. Oh, yeah. Large... Pictures of the family I think, uh, and of each his of them His wife
2: is making a pose for a lot of pictures. <laughs> now this would be a big problem for me. I hate posing for pictures. <laughs> I don't mind a candid picture, but you gotta get a good one. It's like I feel like
1: this is a bit that you that would go over well whenever you join up with like the uh redneck comedy tour or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. My <laughs> wife <laughs> making me pose
2: for pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you might be a redneck when <laughs> God i don't know i was really passionate about the subject but now it does seem like yeah hack bit
0: well i just <laughs> seem shut like, up
2: i think like most dudes are kind of in that camp i know it just oh it drives me nuts and it's always like this fucking thing where it's, i'm just like all right just take the picture and then it's always like i swear i've waited an eternity and it's like they haven't clicked the button yet <laughs> and i'm like how is that possible and then it just ends in like a fight <laughs> <laughs> it's usually like my mom or my sister because not that many people are taking photos
1: Uh, pictures of me but (laughs) well yeah these seem like professional pictures though and so now it eventually is revealed like he's trying to knock this vase off of a shelf and he's unsuccessful in doing so and then eventually the girls when they're destroying the house or throwing things back and forth and knock this vase off and it breaks on the ground there's a gun in it right so this kind of I was like, oh, ups the ante a little come bit, handy. Right. and the, the girls are excited. Or Genesis especially is excited by it. Bell <laughs> seems like a a little bit put off. Yeah, like uh, like what are we gonna do now? Right. And uh, Genesis tells Belle to untie him because now she wants to play games with the gun and play games with him. So she's gonna set. She tells him she wants to play hide and seek. And this also seems ridiculous because she's like, "Well, if you go outside, then I'll shoot." But like, I don't know. I mean, it seems like they're it taking like such an unnecessary an risk with here. His
2: shoulder, he should be able to run. I mean, how good do you think their gun accuracy is? Yeah, I mean, it if he seems, can get out in the yard, well, and get here's on the other foot, thing: she like, doesn't
1: really, she doesn't check if it's loaded. She right. doesn't really do anything. She doesn't with know it. how to turn
2: the safety off.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So he. He, she, uh, the girls let him run off while they count, like hide and seek. And he goes and grabs like a, like a big, uh, kitchen knife and like a pot or something as, as like weapons. So he's like, he decides to like hide on the move, like based on where they are, he's going to try to keep one step ahead of them and keep hiding. And then eventually he, he does bolt through the front door, but you know, typical as in movies like this, he's running down the path and he trips over the stupid, uh, Cart that the assistant had brought to wheel out the art. (laughs) It's like, come on, Evan. And he, you dolt. He starts yelling as loud as he can, and that's when Genesis brings up that, like, hey, nobody else is home. We checked, yeah. Blah blah.
2: We do our prep work,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like, does that make any sense? That and couldn't somebody have
2: come home? (laughs) I mean,
1: they've been at this for hours, days at this point now, and so like eventually obviously they bring him back in tie him back up now they have the aid of the gun to kind of like help them along they cut his hair i don't know if i mentioned that oh yeah (laughs) they put like a bowl on his head and cut bangs it looks (laughs) terrible right we're getting closer to 6 a.m i guess which is when he you know they're saying that they're going to kill him and they we kind of cut to them digging a hole in the backyard and then eventually evan is buried up to all the way up to his chin, basically, in the dirt. So just his head is, like, above ground. Right. <laughs> it looks It is, like, ridiculous. a funny sequence yeah. of them digging the hole. Like, Belle is wearing, like, an evening gown, and, like, Genesis <laughs> is wearing, like, a tuxedo. We've
2: gotten, yeah, we're now on, our, like, our fifth outfits. <laughs>
1: um, And it it's kind of like,
2: it seems like they're going to hit him in the head with this giant...
1: Well, first, you know, they kind of go through this whole thing where they you know now we've reached like the end of the movie basically and so they're kind of revealing themselves more now like this is we've done this a bunch of times nobody yeah. ever says no right. we're going to give you a lifeline we won't kill you if you call your wife and tell her what you did and so he says okay and then it goes to voicemail and then he starts saying you know call 911 help god <laughs> and so then you know genesis is like i i knew you would do that i hung up as soon as <laughs> just the, brutal the voicemail yeah came on and then so now they're like yeah we're gonna kill you (laughs) (laughs) you failed so they pick up like this giant like slab of concrete that looks kind of like a tombstone but it's probably just another piece of art and it right they're saying they're gonna slam it down on his head yep and eventually they do, but of course it's not on his head, it's right next to it. Right. And they don't actually kill him. Yep. And they're like, haha, you thought you were you thought you were gonna die. <laughs> you loser. You were crying. Uh, the end of the movie is just completely insane now. So then <laughs> as a final act, they post the video of Bell and Evan having sex when he was tied to the bed on to his Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> And you see like a stream of comments under the video like, unfriended. How could you do this? <laughs> Despicable. My kids can see this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, they leave. I do like
2: Facebook not doing any filtering or anything. Well, they just let these. Is that true? Well, could it would just do. It that? would post for a while until someone and then it would get it flagged. Yeah. So theoretically, it... stuff like this has happened. Um, it could. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. So and then yeah it leaves he's like trying to either hit delete or like (laughs) are the options yeah well yeah
1: he they stick the phone in the dirt in front of him he's still buried and he's trying to like pull his arm out of the dirt to try to delete it and you know conveniently for the sake of the movie the delete and like buttons are right (laughs) next to each other and he can't really get his hand out of the dirt and he's Trying to push his finger over there, and he accidentally pushes like, so he liked his own video, yes, <laughs> as the negative comments are pouring in, right, the two girls walk out of the yard and you know presumably out of onto their next victim, yeah, out of this world forever, and they take the dog, yeah, as a final like final it, insult insult injury, yeah, and then you know we're left with uh Evan's family finally returning, right. And uh, his wife and kids opening the front door to reveal a house that has been completely destroyed, basically. Yeah.
2: Now, I don't know what their goal. Re- I mean, obviously, Evan's life is like ruined a little bit, but they've made it so clear that this was something that was done to him. And there's another dead body. So, I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, they've kind of given him an out, I guess. But uh, at the same time, I mean, how do you come back from this? Well, how do you explain like how this all started? Like, That's true who yeah. are these girls where did, how did they get in the house like I don't know they've there made... has
2: to be evidence of a break in because they did break in
1: yeah the second time I mean you i mean I guess you could say that like he could argue, he could you know come up with a way to explain yeah. this, but
2: now as the camera's panning through the house and we see all the nice artwork that they've done to all the uh family photos, where's my mind by the pixies playing which you know just inspires me to question just how much money have the pixies <laughs> made off that song it seems like it's in so many like movies commercials
1: yeah it's a uh it's a well-used yeah <laughs> song. um yeah i mean we see like on some of the f- pictures of the kids it says like my dad has AIDS, <laughs> <laughs> and like they drew like you know pictures of like the dad like there's a one where I guess like they're pretending like oh he's the monster he does the monster voice so they like oh, say yeah. like I, right. they have a voice thing next to it like I'm a rape monster and they drew oh. like a boner coming at his family or whatever oh. just like yeah. the worst stuff imaginable they wrote like shit art all over oh. <laughs> his wife's <laughs> <Right>. art <laughs> you know the film kind of ends there with like what happens now kind of thing oh like, yeah. well, how do you explain this but yeah I mean. It does seem that this time maybe they've pushed it too far because now there's a dead body and I mean they can't just count on the fact that like the man is going to
2: not talk about this yeah just to because just try he doesn't to, like, want
1: cover this up. Well, or first anything.
2: of all, and his infidelity's been revealed because it's on <laughs> Facebook. It does seem like there's some possible repercussions here for these girls unless they're completely untraceable. I don't know.
1: Yeah, who knows. Their
2: fingerprints have to be all over the friggin' house.
1: Well, the fingerprints only really matter if they've already been booked for something. That's true. Yeah, I mean this movie it's kind of a strange story. Um I find it, you know, highly entertaining. Um it's very it's over. It's strange the top. that they
2: made a movie about two of your dream girls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I think like this kind of in a in a way like harkens back to like just kind of like a seventies low budget kind of uh, grindhouse type horror movie. It is
2: fun. I I like I do I like these like horror comedy movies. You know they're fun. It's kind of like the Eli Roth thing a little bit. I mean, Cabin Fever is a little bit that way, and
1: yeah, I, I don't even hostile. know. Yeah, I don't know if the intention was this to be a horror comedy. Well, I, th- I mean, I it mean, could be on un-
2: It's it's hard for me not to think that. The, there's parts that are supposed to be funny
1: right yeah, I, mean, I i mean yeah maybe I, it's it's weird i think like i mean keanu reeves was a producer on it i think he's a big reason why it could get made in the first place so i don't know if like there's really a sense of meta casting like oh it'll be funny you know to right. have his kind of but i mean even just these, the delivery. way these girls
2: are acting like so out of control i mean
1: yeah i mean it it, it it's a throwback to like those kind of um like late 60s 70s drive-in kind of movies where it's like it's fun that there's like in you know great nudity and like over-the-top dialogue right right just an insane scenario that could never happen and like taboo sexually like he's wearing his daughter's underwear and taking them off and calling him daddy and then raping (laughs) him while he's tied up i mean it's just like it's so absurd and so crazy that it's like it's it's just pure entertainment. I mean, it's like yeah, you know, not very <laughs> based in reality and it, at well, all. It just never feels real. Like, who are these girls? Yeah. Why they seem very young? Why would they be doing this? Like, wh- what what po- possible motivation? Yeah, I mean, I
2: guess like you know, you just think about the material and it could be very disturbing. But it's just like I mean, to me, this just never feels remotely like a real thing,
1: right? Um, I'm kind of surprised. Like, it has a very uh, low score on imdb i think it's like a 4.9 or something which i
2: mean i could see a lot of people just being like this is trash for trash people
1: <laughs> well we're the trash people and we yeah. love it
2: <laughs> sometimes you know you gotta have the trash a little bit a little bit of the class a little bit of the trash that's what i say
1: yeah i mean i've definitely watched this you know um a lot of times when it came out and i just was like it's just a, like a fun little diversion type movie. I mean, it's not really making any kind of serious... You Commentary? Know, yeah, it's not like some serious statement on anything. It's just like, hey, wouldn't it be fucking crazy if something like this happened? Right. You know, and then it's like, all right, well, let's try this as a movie and see Yeah. where it goes. Yeah, so, I mean, I like it. I hope that people who haven't seen it might want to check it out. <laughs> I feel like it's like a pro-feminism thing. It's saying like, see girls can terrorize people too <laughs> uh yeah girls have been terror terrorizing us most of our lives so we we relate to this but, oh well not really though <laughs> <laughs> they never really terrorized me this way <laughs> um yeah so uh, we will be taking a break next week so oh. there will be uh no new episode We're next gonna lose sunday Keith or again. monday um yeah please just stay with us i mean we'll be back you know sometime around the uh march 12th 13th area because we'll be taking off next weekend which is like sunday the 5th and monday the 6th so yeah we'll be back it's basically just like oh one episode will be missing or whatever we'll just take one week off don't worry about it we need. I think it'll give everyone a chance to catch up on episodes that may they may not have listened to or skipped or they whatever have been interested in. <laughs> for some reason, they now are. Well, we have you know fifty five regular episodes and two episodes of Give Us a Second. I'm sure there aren't that many people that have listened to every single one. Plus, I think you know it'll it'll be beneficial to us.
2: Yeah, to for take, sure
1: take a little extra time. So thanks um, for listening. Yeah, uh, follow the show on Twitter at Greatest Pod. Please subscribe. You never know when we might feel like posting another. Give us a second. Yeah. Plus, it'll be. You don't really need to worry about it if we take a break. If you're subscribed, because it'll just download when it shows up. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Give us a rating and and review. I'll say this: I'm particularly excited for a, a give us a second that we have planned. I think there's gonna be like some funny anecdotes in it. Alright, well there you have it So that's a tease That's what we call
1: a tease in the business Me on the other hand, I'm excited forever
0: Yeah,
1: so that's a huge tease <laughs> um, Alright, so I guess that'll do it for Knock Knock <laughs> As we open up the envelope and we reveal that the true episode was supposed to be Moonlight <laughs> Alright, uh, we'll see you next time Peace
3: The first time I discovered we bought a zoo was at a multiplex in Burbank, believe it or not. The theater was completely empty and it was magic. It was like it was just me and Matt and the animals. So your question is?
0: Why did you buy this place?
3: Why not? Why not? makes two words feel like three words. I guess I just don't understand how you can call this place home. You know what? Like this. It's our home. He shows you how he's able to hear words and then repeat them back.
0: I mean, I thought you liked me! I thought this was a dream come true for us! It's your dream!
3: The thing about Matt is you can see how hard he's working. It's so effortful for him.
0: It's a good dream! And it's got cool animals in it and some pretty great people too!
3: I have goosebumps. I've seen that a hundred times. I still have goosebumps. We bought a zoo. We did that. We bought a zoo and he made it work. That's the thing about Matt, you know, he has almost no discernible talent, but he works.